Hey, Dean Lance, this is Pete in Florida. I've, I'm a little behind on episodes. I've just been listening to episode 174 and 175 where the infamous, infamous toddler pencil question came up, and I'd like to add my own comments to that. When I was about six years old, I was running down the street with a pencil in my hand and stabbed myself in the head. I now have a permanent tattoo where the pencil lead was, and I thought I'd let you guys know that toddlers and pencils do not mix. Have a good day. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? I see uh, you've made it back in one piece from our uh, camping trip this yep. past weekend. The whitewater rafting went well. Yeah, I was about to ask you for that. So, uh, ask you about that. So I ended up leaving Sunday morning in prob- with probably one of the worst hangovers I think I've ever had. Right. Yeah, there, it was... Right. Ba- basically, I learned this past weekend that camping means obscene drunkenness. As a camping equals obscene drunkenness. Because what, what yeah. the fuck else do you do all day in the middle of the woods except for drink? I don't know. I mean, it's left to my own devices. That's what I will do. And when you're camping, you're left to your own devices. You don't feel like you have to do any chores around the house. You don't have to really eat anything. (laughs) There's like always like a hot dog you can stuff in your mouth or something. You don't have to prepare food. You just eat chips. You eat hot dogs and uh, whatever else you kind of throw on the fire. um, Internet to surf. There's no TV to watch. So you just basically keep, you know, drinking and drinking. drinking. I mean, some people's, I guess, could go hiking or play frisbee or something. But during hiking, I had to backpack on my front (laughs) and a bottle of whiskey in it. And it was on my front so I could at any time grab it and take a big drink out of it. Zach Galifianakis with the baby and the hangover. Right. You had your bullet bourbon. Right, it was bourbon. There. Yeah, it was like His a name bourbon was baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, so anyway, I think we drank probably something along the lines of four thirty packs of beer between the six of us. Right, and like and, three-fifths of whiskey. Yeah, and a half gallon of Crown Royal. And at one point, we almost got kicked out Saturday oh, night. Two points. <laughs> yeah, okay, a few you points. Up one point. At one point, you were asleep, and it was the next day when we almost got booted. Yeah, and then uh, I almost got us booted again at yeah, like 3 I in the morning. I don't want to go point. into that. But the, but the, thing, the fact of the matter is, you guys, there are four of us that went on this camping trip I was excluded from this, but you guys got up at like 5.30 in the morning no. after drinking till like 2 a.m. No, like at 7. At 7? Okay, so that's five hours, and then you had to get in a boat and go down rapids? Yes. Are you, are you out of your mind? An inflatable watercraft. <laughs> well, he, How was it was that? fun, but I can't say that I, I enjoyed it to its fullest because I, you know, I just, you can't, I cannot binge drink for two days and then get up at nine and enjoy myself. So no, I was very I, bitters. To use it from the bill term, I was bitters for like the first four hours. I was just thinking how like fucking 
gay it was and how annoying this is gay this is fucking gay (laughs) and how annoying it was that all these families that were also like they weren't on our boat we had our own boat but there were other boats how these families were just so chipper to be up at like 8 30 a.m you know boating down the river and how that just sucked so and you know our friend who set it up was having such a good time and i resented that but about noon we had lunch and then i sort of got into it and, uh, Did you have to wear a helmet and just oh, yeah. really like use a paddle helmet. and just go around rocks? Did you get knocked out of the boat? No, I, we jumped out of the boat at one point and like went through some rapids just on our ass for fun. So did you play the Ned Beatty character in Deliverance or did P-Town be Ned Beatty? Basically, my question is P-Town who, who squealed like a pig? So when, uh, okay. we, we had a vote and we decided it would be P-Town since he has a meatier ass than I do. I figured you guys all in a canoe going down the river is very similar to that scene in Deliverance. It wasn't a canoe, though. It was, it was, it was, it was an a actual raft, raft yeah. <laughs> it was yeah a whitewater just, raft. Yeah, I was uh, more than content to uh, end my weekend of binge drinking by coming home by 1 o'clock taking a shit, taking a shower, jerking off, and then sleeping for six hours. Yeah, I didn't take a shit. Yeah, I really had to take a shit by the end of the whitewater rafting, and then we had to drive all the way back to Bay Area before I could shit. Why didn't you just shit in the raft? (laughs) (laughs) Just drop my pants. Brown shark! Overboard! Brown water rafting? (laughs) I don't think that's part of the package. Yeah, you know, it wasn't wasn't camping survival horror. No one was eating. It wasn't as horrible as I figured it, as I expected it to be. I, I know I... You know, I'm 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 frightened by nature, and right. I like I, a woman. I'm I'm a little bit like a woman. I'm out of my element when I'm in nature, and I think I exaggerate a bit on a, on a few fronts. But all in all, I had a good time camping, and if there's no alcohol involved, I think it might have turned into a, a case of survival horror. Right. That's the other reason you have to yeah, drink. You all need day to long. bring adequate amounts of alcohol, people, if you're going to spend a couple nights in the wilderness. But yeah, it's good to be back, and uh, it didn't take me all that long to recover, which which was nice. And uh, today, actually, as a matter of fact, I was uh, at work and I was quite amused at a little video that someone sent me uh, through the intertubes. It was quite an amazing SmackDown, was it not? It was probably one of the best SmackDowns I think I've seen by a politician. And we don't want to get on any side of any political debate, but the SmackDown is pretty amazing. What we're referring to (laughs) is the SmackDown that Democratic Representative uh, Massachusetts, he's a Democratic rep from Massachusetts, Barney Frank. A Democratic stronghold, if there ever was one. (laughs) He got in a heated exchange with a questioner at a Massachusetts town hall meeting just the other night. Um, She held up a poster of President Barack Obama overlaid prominently with a Hitler mustache, which... uh, these posters are becoming quite prevalent in the news. That and the uh, Joker one. I, I like the Joker one. It's kind of funny. They kind of take the, that the Shepard one, Fairy. Don't they kind yeah, of do yeah. the Shepard Fairy thing, but with the Joker instead? Right. And, and people did it to Bush, and people did the Hitler thing to Bush, But I like too. the Joker one a little bit better than the Hitler one, because the Hitler just, ones are so obvious. Here's the thing. Do these people not ever go on the internet? I mean, haven't they not heard of Godwin's Law? You know what Godwin's Law is? Refresh my memory, but isn't that just like you... <laughs> if you're arguing some, with somebody in a flame war or whatever on a forum and uh, or Usenet or whatever for you old school people, and, and somebody and somebody's part of their argument becomes comparing you to Hitler or, or whoever you're supporting to Hitler, you just invoke Godwin's Law and you say, well, I'm ending this argument because you just compared me to Hitler. Argument lacks a it point It just now. means you have no more point and you know, that's, you've resorted to, to something that's meaningless by calling me Hitler. Exactly. You know, you're comparing feel- me to somebody who killed six million Jews and a bunch of gypsies and some fags. 
Yeah, your, your point is meaningless, and that's right. why you're, you're bringing Hitler. And I feel that whenever a politician who, op, who offers a, you know, a disparate viewpoint or a viewpoint that people disagree with, all of a sudden it's, you're Hitler. Right. I mean, I can understand George Bush, a lot of people disagreed with that guy, but... He wasn't anything like was Hitler. He, was he comparable to, to Adolf Hitler? He wasn't anything <laughs> like... It's not even that he's not comparable... I mean, even comparing like is he a, a fascist dictator? Even compare kills com- six million people. Yeah, even comparing a rabid anti semite to Hitler is pretty specious. You know, it's like yeah, you talk about how Israel sucks all the time, but you're still really nothing like Hitler because Hitler had gas chambers and concentration <laughs> camps, and you've got a blog. Okay, so you're saying hating <laughs> Jews is okay, but once you start building camps and, and uh, no. gas showers... I'm not saying anything's okay. I'm sa- <laughs> what I'm saying is comparing people to Hitler is not okay, unless they're seriously, you know, starting to murder people. All I'm saying is... is and have, you know, a following of, you know, Hitler Youth and, uh, you know, the SS. It's blatant provocation that these people are bringing these Hitler posters that are completely pointless. It's comical. It's laughable to see right. it makes Obama fr- fr- looking like Hitler. From square one, it makes your argument ridiculous. And Exactly. It makes it null and void. So anyway, we have an audio clip here of Barney Frank excoriating this uh, insipid woman who is holding up the poster of Obama as Hitler. And it is, it is all about the, the debate that's going on in right. healthcare. Which I imagine the people, our Limey fans, must find this quite amusing, don't you think? Yeah, I'm sure they think it's hilarious. Well, we think it's hilarious, too. So, so the best part about this clip, I think the most hilarious part about it, is, is not the woman and her insipid remarks. It's Barney Frank's voice. <laughs> Dude, that guy's got the best voice, the best inflection, the best tone I think I've ever heard. Well, let's, let's Just, count let's the way. It. Okay. Oh, let's play and, it here. Well, I will point out one more thing. This woman's kind of hot. So usually these women are just haggard, haggish, but she, she kind of looks like Massachusetts all dykes. She kind of looks like Audrey Tattoo, don't you think? Yeah, no, I was looking at the video and I was kind of right. like, without further, there's ado. some movement down there. Without further, and it wasn't Barney Frank I was looking at. Without further ado, why do you continue to support a Nazi policy as Obama has expressly supported this policy? Why are you supporting it? Let me. Uh... But I will. A real when you ask me that question, I am going to revert to my ethnic heritage and ask to your question with a question. On what planet do you spend most of your time? Do you want to answer the question? Yes, are you standing there with a picture of the president to face to look like Hitler and compare the effort to increase health care to the Nazis? My answer to you is, as I said before, it is a tribute to the First Amendment that this kind of vile, contemptible nonsense is so freely propagated. Ma'am, trying to have a conversation with you would be like trying to argue with a dining room table. I have no interest in doing it. <laughs> what is it the black people call that? The dozens where you just say shit about people and insult them? When you when you break when it breaks down to like yo mama jokes? <laughs> yeah. Yo mama is so you're like disgusting. A, <laughs> you're like a dining room table and your mother with a dinette set. She's she's so fat she's got a wooden leg with a kickstand. When he talks about referring to his ethnic heritage, is he talking about Snagglepuss? <laughs> I don't know when. I mean, is he Jewish? Yeah, this is why he sounds so funny. He's from Massachusetts. He's Jewish, and he's gay. Oh, I didn't even know he was gay. I you mean, don't you I remember c- what another representative or senator called him Barney Fag. <laughs> there was a big kerfuffle. 
But the, the guy's got like this. Okay, so it's a hybrid Jewish gay East Boston, Coast accent. Yeah, it's I don't know. It cracks me up. It just kind of sounds like Harvey Firestein with a little Matt Damon thrown in. I'd love to have Matt Damon thrown onto me. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. I would give him some pubic hair on that bald sack of his. You know what's funny about that guy though is is there, so he's he's going off about how you know she's comparing Hitler to the Nazis Obama, or Obama the Nazis. to the to the Nazis and you know he's thinking he's like I think he looks more like Billy D Williams <laughs> Lando Calrissian he was the president of Cloud City and he did a really good job Han Solo was a dick and he deserved to be given over to Darth anyways. <laughs> A handsome man. I don't even think I can do the voice, but it, the voice is so great. I would have gone to the town hall meeting just to hear that sexy voice. <laughs> you could dress up just like him, like people do for uh, you know the Rocky Horror Show, <laughs> and be like, "Yeah, Barney, you tell it, <laughs> Barney Frank, you go, girl." I wonder how many like how many years of dick sucking <laughs> to get a voice like that. Yeah, I think he dick smoked, sucking and bagel eating. I think he smokes cigars too, which helps with a little bit of the gravelly graveliness. That, that might have, that might have come from me. But D, here's the thing: I've been wanting to talk about this other topic for a long time, and this sort of relates to it. Well, um, so the well, the reason uh, people are comparing Obama to Hitler, it, this isn't completely unfounded. It's not like this Audrey tattoo here came up with this original. Comparison, no, no, no. you know, she, it, she heard it from somebody else. So she she heard it from somebody else. We're going to get to who that is, but what what they're comparing from Obama is that they're comparing the widely rumored and widely debunked so called death panels, right? That uh, like uh, Sarah Palin was saying that uh, that Obama's healthcare proposal is going to institute death panels, right? They're going to decide who's who's you know valid to have healthcare. And there was this Nazi eugenics thing. Is what yeah, the Nazis' T four program of exterminating people with illnesses, deformities, or otherwise deemed unworthy of life. Yeah. So she so there's a group, and we're going to discuss who this group is. That's propagating this uh, comparison of Obama right. yeah. to Obama's healthcare policies to uh, Adolf Hitler's and the Nazis' <laughs> T4 policy. T4. Completely unfounded. And once again, yeah, it's, it, as soon as you see that, it's just like, okay, you're your argument's meaningless. This is pointless. It's comical to see that. I heard T4 sucked. Did you see it? <laughs> oh, that's a different T4. Sorry. Christian Bale. But, uh, but, but where is this coming from? Where is this stemming from? Where, where are people... Getting this idea that uh, Obama is Hitler, well, a, and, and you're going to get to this. <laughs> I think there's multiple sources of the Hitler-Obama thing, but uh, one of the posters— Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, and Grassley and maybe some others. But uh, one of the posters is specifically has uh, the web address on it of uh, one of Lyndon LaRouche's groups, the LaRouche Pack. The LaRouchePack.com, L-A-R-O-U-C-H-E-P-A-C.com. Political Action Committee, that's And that's Lyndon LaRouche. Lyndon LaRouche, people. Who is Lyndon LaRouche, Wackerly? Well, I never got interested in him. I'd heard his name thrown around on, like, crackpot forums that I go to. I've received pamphlets in Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. And th- well, this is how I first. I-, I was walking around Berkeley with my girlfriend, and you know, there's tons of dicks on the streets of Berkeley that are trying to get you to sign petitions and shit. There's a political activist... Then there's the, uh, the, homeless, the people. homeless people, and there's the gutter punks, and there's right. the hippies. Berkeley's the just religious place, nuts. Berkeley's the type of place where you like as soon as you get to Telegraph Road, you're like, God, I wish I had a you know an assault weapon in my hand right now. <laughs> I think some of our listeners could help you out with that. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. But this like threw me for a loop because normally I'm just like they go, Do you want it? And I'm like, No. 
And uh, so these guys at a table, and I'm walking by them to my car, and they're like, hey, do you want to hear about it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he goes, George, you don't care that George Bush is giving heroin to babies? <laughs> And I was like, well, actually, that's pretty cool, but I'm pretty sure I don't believe it. What, what year was this? Was this during oh, this the Iraq like, War? No, this was like last year, maybe two. Well, Bush must have still been in office. So I thought he was like giving a year and a half, heroin to babies in the beginning of his, of his presidency. I thought it was crack, which is why I was so <laughs> okay, interested, right, but I, I still don't believe it. Actually, I don't, I don't believe the crack or the heroin. But just like, and I looked at their table and it said like Lyndon LaRouche, blah, 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 and a bunch of pamphlets with his name on it. So that kind of uh, led me to be like, what the fuck is up with these nutballs? Like, no, George Bush is not giving heroin to babies. And yeah, maybe you have some circuitous fucking path of logic that gets you there about how George Bush supports this person, they support that person, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to look into it. So I actually read this book about um, conspiracy theorists in general, uh, of which this guy is one of the top conspiracy theorists of the day and actually the book i read it was published in 83 so this guy's been doing this shit for a long time how old is linda rouge isn't he like 90 i think he's like mr something (laughs) he's like 103 years old i what is he born in like 1922 one of these things i printed out yeah september 8th 1922 is his birthday so he's 78 plus 8 90 that's like 96 years yeah i was about to say my math right yeah i mean the guy is is like yeah he's Wow, yeah. he's not around. he's not gonna be around for long. I hope he's got a an in heir. his nineties. Um, so what, what what does he do? What what is he? Well, first I want to plug the book. It's not even in print anymore, so you got to go to the library to get it. It's called Architects of Fear by George Johnson, and and he goes into a lot of different. This guy's only one chapter. He goes into all these chapters about all these like religious conspiracy theorists and Jerry Falwell. Talks a lot about him, Pat Robertson, those guys. Uh, but Lyndon LaRouche isn't really very religious. He's more of like a cult of personality type guy. But he's left-wing, though, and that's that's what I find interesting about this is why is he aligning himself with Rush Limbaugh by comparing uh, Obama to Hitler? Well, he started out as a Marxist guy, and then you know he built this following and was involved in the communist movement. And then at one point in like the 70s, he, he splintered off from the communists and uh, actually uh, – encouraged his followers to attack some communist meetings like 40 people were injured what year was this like the 50s uh, the... 73 i believe 73 okay uh they were called it the uh let's see here what was it called had a name the mop-up uh, project yeah operation mop-up sorry so does he have like his own social interest group does he have a political party like what, what is he affiliated with a political party uh he started a group called the national caucus of labor coalitions or something like that. okay so N- he's NCLC. a i can't i wrote it down here somewhere i'm totally disorganized so he's like a union leader or something well just... he's uh an anti-fascist self-styled anti-fascist you know side sides with the little guy sort of thing he some of his ideas aren't crazy and let me just Say this, we could do like three hours on Lyndon LaRouche to really, yeah, to really go have into like it. Yeah, a tome over there. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we can't do that. And I'm sure we have some listeners who are Lyndon LaRouche fans, <laughs> which I hope I could convince people otherwise. But like I said, that would take three hours. So all I want to do really is go over some of the 
he has some normal the ideas. Salient points about this guy's life. He's like, you know, he's into uh, increasing food production. Who could be against that? Increasing industry in third world. Who could be against that? Restructure world debt. Uh, okay, we could maybe argue about that. Uh, and he's into nuclear uh, energy, promoting nuclear uh, fission and fusion technology. Well, so, Wackerly, people say he's a crackpot, but I, I read that he predicted the recession that we're currently in right now. Like two, three years ago, he predicted that the, the economy was going to crash in, at the uh, end of or 2008. But this is where I first heard about him on some of these like uh, money economic forums that I go to because I'm a nerd and bored at work. Um, he's one of these guys who, if you look at it, like, yeah, so there's a recession and people go, there's a recession and it started in 2006 or whatever. And look, in 2005 in December, Lyndon LaRouche said that the thing was going to go down. But then here's what nobody ever does. Yeah, now go back and look at 2005, 2004, 2003, 2001, 2000, all the way back to like 1950. He's been saying it every year. So he's just a doomsayer. Yeah, you it's... don't get to take credit for uh, doom happening and you predicting it when you've been predicting it for 50 years. Exactly. You've got to predict the ups and the downs to be an economic genius. Had he in 1973 said in the year 2008, after the, the presidency of the worst president in U.S. history, the economy is going to completely crash. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're all you going to be, be arguing over, over health care and uh, Barney Frank's going to house some stupid lady at a town hall meeting. Right. Then I would have been like, okay, this guy's a luminary. <laughs> yeah, like Nostradamus, <laughs> but a gay. Was speak, Nostradamus speak gay? Speak the truth. I think some people think Nostradamus was Nostradamus gay. Nostradamus was gay? Yeah. I've heard that. Why, why would Nostradamus be gay? <laughs> I read that on my gay historical figures <laughs> blog. Um, but, but so like I said, he has some normal ideas. And I think whenever you criticize him, people bring up those normal ideas. And they're like, well, what's wrong with that, man? Like, what? But here's the, here's the problem. He, he doesn't lead like a political group where there's like you know, different voices that argue and come to a consensus. Everything his group believes, you know, they call them the LaRouches, I think, for short. Or maybe it's kind of derisive. Uh, but everything they all believe is basically just anything he says. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna support a guy like that, you got to take everything, and you got to take the good with the bad. And I'm gonna just want to point out some of so the. That's bad almost here. fascist, right? I mean, that's fascist right there. Well, it's totalitarian. Yeah, okay, totalitarian. Yeah. This gets complicated, dude. I just read uh, "Homage to Catalonia" by uh, George Orwell. Oh, Very cool. confusing <laughs> book because. He's on the left, but he's fighting against the communists who are to the right to of the him. Right. He's an anarchist, and then there's the fascists, and it really made me sort of maybe think I understood that a the little. The nomenclature more. is difficult to comprehend. Right? Here. Yes, it's not, uh, today. Well, we it's easy. I don't in think the it's United so. States. I don't think it's so black and white. I think right. I think right. there's a little beige. In there's the there's a lot of stuff some going gray. on in the history of the world. But let me just point out some okay. of the crazy stuff because this is the what? fun stuff. All well, right, I'm not going to argue with anybody about like why he's right or why he's wrong. But this is stuff that he has gone on the record of saying okay can i jump into it you this is you why you think he's a crackpot by lance wacker <laughs> i don't know these are just some of the like the ideas are a little out there maybe he's do right do you think Lyndon larouche is a crackpot yes i do okay and this the is total why. crackpot and he's a megalomaniac <laughs> um in no particular order according to larouche the beatles the band not the insect um, who had no genuine musical talent, according to Lyndon, were created by the British Psychological Warfare Division and promoted <laughs> by agencies which are controlled by, the Brit by British intelligence. Furthermore, the Queen of England and the British royal family run the global drug trade. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he came up with that one. 
I just think the stuff pops into his head. LaRouche asks... I know they released a couple shitty albums, but yeah. still. Here's another nutty one. He, he's, so he, he, he's always predicting um, economic doom. He's also always predicting um, global war. Uh, and who is pushing the world toward war? It is the forces behind the World Wildlife Fund, <laughs> the Club of Rome, which I think is some Catholic thing, and the heritage of H.G. Wells and the evil Bertrand Russell. <laughs> what does he have against Bertrand Russell? I don't even know who Bert. I mean, I've heard the name, but I've never read anything by him. Um, moving on to some more crazy ideas that I've got uh, here. Um, this isn't so much a crazy idea of something that happened uh, by his group. He, they're, they're into intimidation. He, he's constantly uh, talking about how he's either tr- trying to be assassinated or he, I think he even claims at this point in time that uh, he's had several attempts on his life by uh, not only the CIA, but the CIA working with the KGB. And this is back in like 1973 See, I, where everybody would say – Wait, the, the KGB got together with the CIA to assassinate you. In what fucked up world does that make any sense at all? <laughs> what, I, what I don't understand, I don't put much stock in these assassination theories of his because the guy's 90 years old. How hard is it to kill a 90-year-old man? Well, these, these, these attempts allegedly happened back in the 70s. Oh, back in the 70s. 70s and he's still harping on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, and I don't have it written down here, but I think in that book I read, you know, he explains that the CIA tried to kill him in his house, but he, like, ran out the back door and through some yards and and if you can thwart the cia assassin by running out the back door and through the yards you know i don't know where this country is going yeah exactly <laughs> he's really and this is what a larouche person would I say think the president's gonna be assassinated he's really <laughs> challenging my beliefs about the cia i well, tell LaRouche you that pissed off enough jews i'm surprised he's still living he claims he's not an anti-semite he claims he's an anti-zionist and i don't want to get into that argument because it's just a mess um, but let me put, point this out because he's been, had his life attempted on, is that even a fucking proper sentence? No. Um, there, cause there have been attempts on, on his, his life. life. He's his group. They're really into intimidation. They'll like, like harass people on the phone or on the street and just like make false, horrible accusations. Like, you know, when did you stop, uh, you know, fucking little dogs and stuff in front of a bunch of people. But so once they scream out horrible, and they, and they admit, they admit like to this tactic to like throw people on their heels uh, but they think it's justified because, like, you know, you guys are trying to assassinate our leader, so we need to do what by any means necessary, right, Malcolm X? But here's a specific example of this. In uh, June 10th of 1982, uh, in Newark Airport, Nancy Kissinger, wife of, uh, you know, our good friend uh, Henry. Henry Kissinger. You've got the glasses I on. got the glasses. <laughs> she was taking him in a wheelchair through this airport to have triple bypass surgery. So he's, like, not doing well. You know, he's getting pushed. He's on his deathbed. Getting pushed through this airport. Doesn't have a private jet or anything. And Ellen Kaplan, who is a LaRouche follower associate. They don't like to be called followers, I'm sure. But she yells out, is it it true that you sleep with young boys at the Carlisle Hotel? (laughs) <laughs> and Nancy Kissinger choked this woman in front of all these people. And uh, his wife choked the bitch out. Yeah, she was like, "You fucking cunt!" You know. Well, you I'm just go parent. Nancy Kissinger. That's what she deserved. It. But it went to court and everything, and the judge said that uh, let her off. He said that it was a perfectly reasonable <laughs> response to this uh, woman. And uh, I'm not going to do too many more here. You guys, you can go on the internet and find the, uh, a ton of these. It's yeah, like there's like a comedy ten, gold. There's like a hundred thousand word essay on Wikipedia yeah. on Lyndon Larouche. He believes that Israel is a zombie nation puppet of London. <laughs> and uh, a cup, one more. Oh, this is a good one. This is maybe one of my favorites. Uh, LaRouche charged that the federal government, the U.S. federal government, 
allowed AIDS to spread because it didn't want to, quote, estrange the votes of a bunch of faggots and cocaine sniffers, the organized gay lobby, as it is called in the United States. LaRouche later suggested that uh, history would not judge harshly those who beat gay people to death with baseball bats to stop the spread of AIDS. Yeah, I bet you Barty Frank is not a fan of Lyndon LaRouche. <laughs> He's a close-minded asshole. I'd like to get him in the sack and teach him a thing or two about <laughs> diversity and acceptance of my I, cock. I would slip him a Mickey anytime and learn how to teach him how to do some teabagging. <laughs> but you know what's funny? It's like, so you've read off all these inane theories here of Linda LaRouche and why right. we consider him to be a crackpot and all these ludicrous um, theories and, uh, and uh, beliefs that he has. But keep in mind, this man has ran for president eight times. Right, like I mean, he even as a got, Democrat, he got enough like signatures to actually be on official ballots and stuff. Yeah, right? I mean, he's he's ran as a Democrat, and I mean, he even ran as as uh, like in two thousand. Yeah, I remember seeing his name. Yeah, not not even that long ago. He so, has I mean, a lot of followers. This is a significant thing. Yeah, no, people consider. I mean, the, the guy's insane, but people consider him a, a viable candidate. I mean, right. I I I put I kind of almost associate uh, Ralph Nader in that category, but. Not as extreme. <laughs> I think people okay? who support Nader would uh, <laughs> resent that comparison. But. <laughs> but no, I mean Linda Larouche is definitely definitely out there, and and you know us here at Sick and Wrong are not the only people that think that. He's uh, been parodying on The Simpsons. He's been parodying on uh, Futurama. Saturday Night Live in the mid '80s had a series of skits called Lyndon Larouche Theater, <laughs> satirizing his national TV ads by casting them as a parody of Masterpiece Theater. Uh, Larouche typically spoke from an armchair in a library. A typical skit portrayed Queen Elizabeth II as a drug dealer. <laughs> there you go. That's one of his. This is like when uh, South Park did that thing where they actually like showed you what the real Scientologist beliefs were, and across the bottom they kept printing, "This is what they really believe. We are not making this up." Exactly. He really believes that. He believes the Queen of England is, is the like head of the global drug trade. And you wonder what what I find fascinating about conspiracy theorists is. Where is this belief? Where does this belief originate? What germinates this belief? Like you hear, those people don't think it's a conspiracy. It becomes a belief. It becomes a solid fact to them. Right. Calling them a conspiracy theorist is um, it's derogatory. derogatory. We're we're, we're we're disparaging them by saying this is a conspiracy. You believe in this conspiracy, but. Really, where does where does it stem from? To them, why do they consider it just a, a truth, an inviolable truth? So the thread in that book I was talking about, Architects of Fear, he points out that they have an inability to believe that things happen coincidentally or by accident or because, you know, world leaders and people in control are just incompetent. Like everything is is caused by some nefarious invisible hand that you can't see and that is working against you. And it's true of, And it's interconnected. Yeah, though. it's a true of the religious conspiracy theorists, it's true of this guy, it's true of them all. It's like, you know, and, and this is the thing, if you ever argue with one of them and you say man, I can see why you would maybe think that because, you know, a lot of it is based on like People will be it's in the, loose in the association same loose is association. What it's based on. Like somebody's in an area where one thing happens, and then they're in a country where another thing happens. And oh my god, they must be like rigidly connected. And like, no, maybe that guy just happened to be there where this other thing happened, and it didn't have anything to do with it. Or you know, people who are loosely associated with one group and another group, and that means the groups are closely aligned just because this one member's in both. I think it. I think it works. It works. 
um, so assiduously on, on college students because they're naive. They don't know anything. And here they have this guy, 90 years old or whatever, spouting off all this pseudoscience and pseudopolitical science right. and pseudo-knowledge and, uh, about this association, this one conspiracy is something else, and then they just kind of buy into it. Yeah, Obama's Hitler. Well, and it gives you a false uh, sense of power because yeah. it's like you think you know something that your parents never knew. Dude, Rush Limbaugh tell, does the same or thing. Or didn't tell you, and now you like have the secret knowledge also. Um, but at best, so you argue with one of these people and at best you go, you know, maybe all this, maybe some of that shit is, you know, maybe I can see where you're, why you would think that, but you know, I really think that's a coincidence or that maybe it was an accident or, uh, and then they'll call you naive. They'll be like, yeah, you, you just think that just happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Bush just let the world trade center get flown into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he didn't know anything about it. You just keep living in your nice little world. Or at worst, they call you a conspiracy theorist. Because like, you don't believe you, in their conspiracy. Yeah, you're, you think <laughs> your beliefs are conspiratorial conspiratorial against Lyndon LaRouche. It's just spitting loogies like, back and forth between right. each other. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I ha- you, you need to live your life with a healthy level of skepticism. You need to do that. You need to right. look through life with a third eye, and uh, you need to squeegee that third eye, as Bill Hicks would say every now and then, right. and be able to look at it as a skeptic, but if the guy that's telling face you, value. if the guy that's telling you the skeptical idea, his ideas are crazier than the ideas you're being skeptical against, that's where the problem is. That be. that's when you wonder. Yeah. So seriously, people, um, I, I don't know. I kind of agree with Barney Frank. <laughs> I do too. Arguing about. D, thank you for agreeing with me. I've always loved thick and wrong. Arguing with Lyndon Larouche is like arguing with the dining room table. I can't fuck a dining room table. <laughs> Actually, the leg can fuck me, but that doesn't really count. So, people, this is episode 188 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. Before I do a recap of last week's show, a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. We have a uh, new limited-time-only promotion going on, and you... The listener needs to take full advantage of this. Get 50% off just about any item that you order, people. I think it's time you get a vibrator. You get 50% off that vibrator vibrator or butt plug, Barney Frank. Uh, but that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three. That's three, one, two, three, free adult DVDs. We're not talking VHS cassettes here, Whack. We're talking <laughs> DVDs. Wow. Uh, plus a free extra gift. So sensual. We can't even mention it on this uh, podcast. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping. So check it out. AdamandEve.com. You get 50% off your item. When you type diddle for the offer code upon checkout, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. D-I-D-D-L-E at AdamandEve.com. That's such a good deal. I'm going to go get some nipple clamps and a butt plug right now. With deals like that, this economy will get rolling once again very quickly. Just use offer code diddle on adamandeve.com. <laughs> I think I do the worst Barney Frank impression I think anyone's it's ever done. It's getting better. Just keep practicing. Yeah, I got to keep going. <laughs> so a quick recap of last week's show, episode 187. Wackerly did a story about a diaper fetish scam artist. I did a story about Polish Fagwa. And a listener sent a story about Sambuca testicle flambe. Um, you know what's funny? is a, a lot of English fans actually wrote in saying like, you know, I'm voting for this story because I hate when this happens. That shit ain't funny, mate. <laughs> that shit ain't funny. You should be laughing at that. It really hurts. It burns. 
Um, but no, the uh, the story that came in that prevailed here was your story. Diaper fetish scam artist came in with 108 votes, and I think mainly because people found it funny. Diaper. Not necessarily Diaper sick. Diaper fetish is always funny. They found it funny. I came in second with 86 votes, and the listener came in third with 72. Can you imagine Barney Frank in a diaper giving the press conference? <laughs> Don't be prejudiced against my diaper fetish. <laughs> in Massachusetts, we can wear diapers anywhere we want to. Uh, we also had a uh, note, a long note, actually, that came from a fan named Surly, who gave us a whole list of information on the Donner Party that we com- neglected to mention in well, last week's show. We only have so much time for research. And keep in mind, people, my research is uh, it pales <laughs> in comparison to uh, most people's research. Yeah. I just kind of do this, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, cursory research, Wikipedia, <laughs> right before we start the show. You know, try to memorize as much facts as I can in my drug-addled state, and then uh, come on here and do it on the show. But... Thank you, Surly, for providing some uh, explicit detail on Donner Party and some really funny facts. So I posted it on the forum. I said, more info on the Donner Party. It's on the forum. If you want to go and uh, check that out, go to SigmarOnPodcast.com and click on the forum. People, you know the way the show works. Wacker and I come the internet. We find the most disturbing news items. We present three news stories here on the show. Audience votes and a winner. Uh, gets a prize. And uh, People, you can vote at SigmarOnPodcast.com and you could submit a story. It's Take It Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Rackley, I believe you started last week with episode 187. So let me kick off this week's show with um, one of my listener submissions. We actually have three listener submissions we're going to do this week. Yes, we do. The story that I'm going to start off, episode 188 here, uh, came from Polly. Uh, Polly says, was Wackerly ever in the army? God, I hope not. Were you Wackerly? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Why do you? I mean, what? Because I'm a wimp? Uh, you'll see. Anyway, here's a sick story for you. I was so desperate for a sex change, I did it myself. An ex-soldier was so desperate to become a woman, he performed a DIY sex change operation on himself. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. I mean, that's what you learn in the Army. Do it herself. So I think he's worried that maybe you were in the Army and uh, you might cut your dick off. No, on both counts. I love my penis. <laughs> love it. No, this is one of the uh, another great English do-it-yourself medical operation. Yeah, I, I more wonder if this guy knew the guy who took his own teeth out. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if they're friends. I don't know. You know what? I wonder. This just proves that socialized medicine is the bad thing. That's what I was about to say. It's a testament <laughs> here to uh, the English uh, public health care. Um, Roland Mary here, sixty-one years old, married, father of four, from Newport. His was, last name is Mary. Uh, Roland Mary, Marie, M E R Y, Murray. Um, he was told he had to wait two years for gender reassignment surgery. He decided he had no option. But to do the job himself. Yeah. So there you go. Trials of government health care. Two years to get your dick cut off. Is that fair? Those tranny bars aren't going to be there forever. Okay. (laughs) It's got to get there now. I'm kind of surprised that they even offer gender reassignment surgery as part of the government health care. Really? Do you know that uh, in San Francisco, if if you work for the city and you have city-funded health care, you can get gender reassignment surgery paid for? You get your willy lopped off by the city? Or one put on. They can't can't discriminate against the lesbians. Or I guess they're not even all lesbians, are they? The the 
F to M's. Yeah, the androgynous wonders that populate the city. You yeah, know, that gives me some ideas, Wackily. Thank so, you. So, you know, whenever you're paying uh, your muni fare or whatever, some of that's going to, to sex changes. <laughs> Telling his wife of 23 years, Julie, that he had a headache, Roland took some painkillers and headed for the family bathroom. <laughs> what kind of painkillers? Uh, they don't go Just into the detail. Pill. I imagine a couple lore tabs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, serious stuff. Yeah, using yeah. a homemade surgery kit. He removed his genitals, which is a pair of scissors. Two pints of blood in the process. It's not What's too a bad. homemade surgery kit? Scissors. Just scissors. Well, I would hope there'd be needle and th- needle and thread, but just stitch it back up. Yeah. But for Roland, this drastic action was his only way of setting himself free. He says, "From the moment I walked down the stairs after I did it, I felt right. I'd repressed my feelings for so long." This came from Roland, who's considering changing his name to the more feminine-sounding Rolanda. <laughs> <laughs> Londa. He actually cut his dick off and became a black chick. Uh-huh. I don't know if you And he's that. married? And he's married. Okay. And his wife stayed with him. Really? Did she get to keep the penis? I don't know. You know, I wonder, so now is she considered a lesbian? Yes, she is. I In my book. Does it automatically go from fucking to scissor kicking, or do you think they ever fucked yeah. before? There's a, there's a different word for that I found out. Tribbing. Tribbing. Yeah, that's what that's really called. What? I don't know why. Where, how did you find this out? Who told you this? Jesus. Where are, do you have you like even, a lesbian you connection here? <laughs> Were you hanging out the lesbian Internet underground? Internet porns, okay. Tribbing? Yeah, tribbing. T-R-I-B-B-I-N-G. Yes. It's not scissoring anymore. It's tribbing. Well, scissoring is more slang, you know. But tribbing's tribbing like the is clinical like, definition? Is the clinical lesbian. <laughs> you know, it's not as crass. Um, <laughs> but I don't know why you got to, you know, be so hung up on labels. <laughs> They just love each other, man. You don't have to be a woman to trip. Anyone can trip. (laughs) I like to trip my prostate against my life partner. I would trip Obama because he's got nice olive-shaped balls. And his legs are long like a long-legged Mac Daddy. Like Kareem (laughs) Abdul-Jabbar. I hope you know people are going to be doing... His ball hairs are curlier than a normal man. Oh, well, I'm a white man. Sorry. There's a Freudian slip. There's going to be some awful Barney Frank impressions throughout this show. I just want to what? warn people out this there. This show? Or the rest of the shows? Uh, My so, fa- new favorite politician. So Roland here, Rolanda, had worked out exactly how he was going to do the surgery and rehearsed it many times. It proved to me afterwards that your brain and emotions can overpower you so much. I'd rehearse the whole thing over and over again. So when it came to doing it, the pain wasn't an issue. What did you rehearse it with? A banana? Well, that's what I wonder. Like, <laughs> hot dog. Yeah. What did, I mean, so what does wife think? He's wanking in the bathroom for 45 minutes while he's up there just like doing his rehearsals? Yeah, she keeps going in the bathroom and there's like a half a hot dog in the bottom of the tub. Like, what the fuck? Why do you keep eating in the tub and why do you only eat half the hot dog? Eat the whole fucking thing. And you're wasting all the ketchup. Yes. Tom- no, a tomato sauce. That's what Cat-sup. they say there. Uh, while Roland was being ferried to the hospital in an ambulance, the Mary family bathroom was turned into a crime scene. At first, traumatized wife Julie was suspected of attacking her husband. Mm-hmm. But when police entered the bathroom, it became quite clear that he had planned it all himself. I wonder if he just took his dick and just threw it against the wall and just stuck there. <laughs> That's how you test spaghetti, not your dick. <laughs> Apparently, after Roland had, uh, had cut his penis off. If I cut it off, you know what I would do with it. <laughs> What would you do with it? Put it in my mouth. 
<laughs> just to see. <laughs> Not because it's... I don't want a dick in my mouth. I just... You know, all the girls have given me a blowjob. Is it because be you've like, always wanted to autofillate and you just can't? Not really that. I just wonder about all the girls who give me blowjobs. Like, you know, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> It's not gay. It's my own dick. Uh, yeah, I don't quite know what I would do with it. I think I'd probably maybe bronze it. Make a finger puppet. Put it puppet. on my mantle. <laughs> yeah, my finger puppet. Hello. <laughs> I'd probably run around and put it on my sister and scare the shit out of her. <laughs> so Roland appeared on the stairs in a bloodstained shirt, clutching a towel between his legs. And his wife realized the full extent of his desperation. He was absolutely white. She thought he was dying. He yelled, ring 999, Julie. I've done it. And I guess they uh, they took him to the hospital, and the doctor there said uh, actually told me he'd done quite a good job, so he was commended uh-huh. by the doctor. Straight cut. Yeah, no, it was a straight cut, and uh, I mean, he only lost what two pints of blood. Is that's it, not that even a that lot. Much? You have what nine, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, just giving blood, you give one pint. Well, he so just gave one more pint. I wonder about it. So he goes to the doctor. The doctor commends him on such a good job. Does he mold a vagina out of it? What, what does he do now? Is it just a, is it just a stump? Uh, well, what about I, yeah, the balls? No, well, I, I guess he took the balls off, too. I think, you know, you do the immediate just sew up and then leave the vaginal reconstruction for Til later. Till later? Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> what kind of a vagina do you want? I mean, you gotta, it's not a snap decision. You, do you want, a, like, big, fat outer lips? Loose inner lips, <laughs> fat outer lips, and loose inner you lips put together. Put some forethought into this. Well, all vaginas look different. You can't just be like, "Give me a vagina." That's yeah. like that's like. I'm, when I, I guess I, you need to be specific. That's like my bartender friends. One of their biggest pet peeves, and if you got don't have a bartender friend, take note. They hate it when people come to the bar and they go, "What do you want?" And then you go, "I'll have a beer." It's just so annoying because it's like, it's so yeah, you fucking dick. We have 27 different kinds of beers and bottles on t- draft. Tell me what the fuck you want. So what, I, what, what I you assume th- the doctor's like, you know, if you just go and be like, I'll have a vagina, please. <laughs> so what, what does he want? He's like, you know what? I would like some big camel toes. Make it look like an English bulldog eating mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> like, just be descriptive. That's, pr- that's the proper way to order a vagina. <laughs> I, I can't, why is my, I can't do my English accent anymore. It's all Australian. Because it's all Barney Frank. It's all Australian. It's, it's, it's Barney Frank, I'm just though. Doing, I'm sticking with Barney it, it Frank. It messed it up. <laughs> I just want a vagina that looks like a bulldog's face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see a pastrami sandwich? <laughs> just, just, with the, Marble rye <laughs> on the outside. I want a bubble gum nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so Roland was relieved when uh, Julie supported his decision to become a woman. After the ordeal, the couple say they're now happier than ever. Tripping, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. And are considering a second wedding so they can renew their vows. Really? Yeah. No labels. Unable, no labels, D. Unable to afford a full gender reassignment, including facial surgery and electrolysis, Roland now adopts an androgynous style to avoid unwanted attention. I don't want to be stared at in the street. I just want to blend in the crowd. I'm a woman now. Most of all, I want to concentrate on being a good person and a good wife. He's not a woman. He's a eunuch. <laughs> Yeah, but he's a eunuch with a beard and an Adam's apple. You know, I kind of imagine he Did probably... Did he cut off the balls, too? 
Yeah, I think cut everything off. But he can't trio. afford the 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 conclusion of the gender reassignment. So I imagine. Oh, so socialized medicine doesn't pay for anything you want? Is that what you're saying? Well, I imagine he doesn't need to because he probably you... blends in perfectly with the other northern birds. <laughs> <laughs> he has better teeth. Do I mean, you, uh... don't, don't you picture some snaggletooth Englishman pickled pickled dart player at the pub is like, hey, I do. You like get home with me. I do like I'm big. I do like a little beard, a little facial hair on my ladies. It tickles my balls. <laughs> but would you say that, um, you know, the UK health system is rationing the vagina reconstruction? Would there be rationing going on here? You know, I, I, I wonder I think if it's, it's rationed. Is it rationing or is it favoritism? <laughs> That's they what just I wonder. don't give vaginas to ugly Well, dudes. they're definitely not giving out vaginas willy-nilly. Right. I can see that. So, right. Willies, a, yes. <laughs> On the sick and wrong star scale, it's a difficult uh, story to rate because it has a positive ending, a happy ending. He's, you know, uh, Roland here's happy with his vagina. He cut his dick off. He's happy. Didn't want to wait two years. He's walking around as a eunuch, bearded woman. It's like an after school special. Yeah, no, it has a good ending. What I'm going to rate this a four. I would have given it higher had he like had his wife cut his dick off. Yeah, and then now he's forced to live as a woman. But since he did it himself and it it turned out well, I'm going to give this a four star because he did cut it off himself. Right. Don't undermine that. No, but his wife's staying with him. They're happier now than they've ever been before. I'm giving it a four, but like a four with a sparkly Barney Frank four. A, a happy sparkly four. Barney Frank four. This is the happiest four I've ever seen. It's a beautiful ending. I cried a little bit. <laughs> now, now we just sound like old Jewish men. <laughs> this, well, this pastrami is great. What is this, a vagina? <laughs> I've been tricked. <laughs> what do you have for uh, episode 188 here, Rackley? One of our listeners writes in some pretty fucked up shit, lol. <laughs> LOL. LOL. Keep it sick, com22. <laughs> That's a shitty nickname. Yeah, I don't know. What is that, like a that. port on the back of your computer? <laughs> it, sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like a CB name. Reach higher. Be like, you'd be like Evil Mistress 666 or something. Something. But, uh, and I also, before I get into this story, um, when, when listeners say just keep it sick, Sick stands for Simon, and wrong stands for Wackerly. So don't just say keep it sick. You got to say keep it sick, keep it wrong, or I feel left out. Yeah, I, I, I never knew that, but that makes a lot of sense. What am I, chopped pastrami over here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're like a pastrami labia sandwich. <laughs> oh, both. A combo. <laughs> that could be good. With extra mayonnaise provided by Obama. I wonder if my girlfriend would let me <laughs> do something like that. Just some sauerkraut down there and horseradish right, <laughs> sauce. It might burn. I would like you to record the conversation while you're trying I'll to control I'll report back later that. on okay. that front. Um, happened in Miami. Witnesses Miami. said a woman was in a clothing star- store called Savage Boutique. What is that, like Hot Topic? When it happened. It's got to be, right? Savage Boutique. It's like they couldn't afford the Hot Topic franchise fee, so they just made something themselves. Well, I don't get it. What do they sell, like 
fur pelts. I mean, no, no, I'm sure it's all. I'm sure it's all the the hot topic. It's got to be hot the topic, sort yeah. of goth light teen friendly shit. Tokyo hotel T-shirts and uh, I don't even know what that is. Leather You've skirts. gone beyond my fashion knowledge with this. Um, Spike belts. Uh, well, she was in this store when it happened. Jose Morales, a 24 year old guy, said he was about to pay for earrings for his girlfriend at a nearby kiosk. So that's one of the things in the middle of the mall that's not really a store. Right? You know, wackily, I got my uh, ears pierced when I was 14 at one of those earring trees. At a kiosk? <laughs> yeah, at a kiosk in the middle of the mall. <laughs> wait, at the, wait, wait. the Fashion Square Mall in Saginaw, Michigan. I must Michigan. pursue this. <laughs> so you were sitting in the middle of the mall. You weren't even, like, tucked away in a store. Did you cry? I didn't cry. <laughs> Did I, you I was... tear up? No, I didn't even tear up. I, no. I just kind of was like, like a man. <clears throat> I was actually expecting a lot more pain than it was. It wasn't even that painful. How old were you? I was... Fifteen. I was fifteen. Yeah. Not the big plug. I was a freshman. Not the big in high manly plugs that you have now. No, I had a diamond stud. No. Oh, just one ear. And it actually, would have been gay back then. To have yeah. Both. No, I had the. Which was the gay ear? The right ear or the left the, ear? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was the right. Whatever that was, the, the heterosexual ear. I the had the heterosexual one. ear right. pierced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> and then later, I had the At other the one pierced. Was the chick hot? Was it like another sixteen-year-old little uh, hussy? She was definitely like, probably wow, like eighteen really or good. nineteen. You're gonna look so good with this earring. Yeah, you know, she kind of talked me into it, but there were like four of us doing it. And I remember thinking, you know, I was going to be rebellious. And I was going to go home and show my mom, my dad, and be like, yeah, I got this earring. They didn't even notice. <laughs> they didn't, didn't even notice. They were just like, ah, whatever. They were too busy with busy I had to point it out. Trying to like thwart your br- brother's plans. Exactly. To, your know, brother burned all those bridges. Smirched the family name. Uh, earring didn't matter. An earring didn't matter. Um, all right, enough. Anyway, about, enough we, about we, the digress. we digress. We love those kiosks, though. Uh, so he was there buying uh, earrings for his girlfriend's at the ki- girlfriend at the kiosk when he heard screams and thought someone had fallen, which is always a good time at the mall. I would think massacre, like shooting spree. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've seen more people fall than I've seen shooting sprees. These <laughs> <laughs> um, days, shooting sprees are in vogue. That's what I'm saying. Usually, for me, it happens at the airport. An old lady falls backwards down the escalator. It's happened twice. Now that's comical. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> when he turned around, he saw the blaze and realized someone was within it, which is a f- fucked up sentence for a reporter to write. There was a blaze and somebody was within the blaze. It's like the human torch. All right. I got to get out of Barney Frank mode for a second and go into Mexican 24-year-old mall guy for a second. <laughs> He's a chameleon, this wacker. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> This woman is just walking like this, super slow, completely on fire, Morales said, his arms stretched out to his side to show what the woman looked like as she walked out of the store. You couldn't see nothing but fire. Morales (laughs) said the witness used two fire extinguishers. Oh, witnesses. He used two fire extinguishers on the woman who was on fire for about two and a half minutes. All of her. Listen to this. Tragic. All of her clothes, except her underbear, underwear, disappeared into Wait, ashes. Is she wearing flame retardant panties? Yeah, they're made of like asbestos. So disappointing for any oh my uh, God, preteen dude. boy in the mall. Yeah, think about just all those. Just waiting for two minutes, being like, okay, the, bow- the blouse just burned, and there go the jeans, the shoes, the hair's burning dude, off. Think of but the, the underwear remains. Think oh, of the so acne-ridden adolescents that are yeah. sitting there. It's like, we got tits. The spank yep, bank. We got tits. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, looks like we're... Oh, fuck. She's wearing flame retardant panties. Damn her. Oh, well, you make a good point. 
When they say that the underwear remained, I was uh, included. Does the is the bra included in the underwear? No, I imagine bra probably is burned off. Underwear is just panties. When somebody says underwear, I assume that the, that means bra also. Underpants or I've panties. I've always distinguished between the two. Mm. I think underwear is just the panties. Maybe the, I might be mistaken. Maybe the listeners can. Maybe we can set up a poll. You are the you are the man who uh, corrected me with tribbing and scissoring. <laughs> so I think I you might be the I authority in this you. matter. I just added to your vocabulary. But I always thought that the bra was part of the underwear. I, any, Makes sense. I think I need to put a post up on the uh, forum whether underwear for women includes the bra. Hmm. Um. So I don't know if I pointed out, but this woman's 43 years old. Oh, she's 43? <laughs> her name has not been released. Um, the men who tried to help her were hurt, but not badly. And uh, after finding her in the parking lot, still conscious, the fire department, when they actually got there, um, indicated based on their investigation that she had doused herself with a flammable liquid. She had third-degree burns all over uh, 75% of her body. Nobody has any idea why she did it, which begs the question, what do you think? I'm going to assume that uh, she could no longer fit her cougar ass into those little Hot Topic <laughs> miniskirts. And what's the next thing you do? You might as well just burn yourself to death. I would, I, I, I would think that she was protesting government health care. Uh-huh. You should, you should, yeah. you shouldn't yourself give yourself grievous injuries before national health care is instituted. She, but then I there's nothing to protest. Yeah, it's a catch-22. She was, exactly. You she can't. Was, it's a catch-22. You can't she was win. burning herself to protest health care. Well, so wackily, uh, you know, on the, the sick and wrong star scale, it's – it's an egregious story there. And just the fact, the mall fact, of an America egregious in, act. In the, the fact that, that a woman would self-immolate in the middle of the mall. I wonder right. how she set herself on fire. I was going to give that a four point two five. Well, they do say that she doused herself with a flammable liquid. Oh, okay, so it, she just sprayed up. lighter fluid on her. Right. I was going to give it a four point two five initially. And actually, I was going to give it a 4.5, but then it went down to a 4.25 because her panties didn't burn off and she didn't die. Mm. But then but again... But isn't that more tragic and wrong? <laughs> it, is, it, it is more wrong. But then again, your, um, your, Mexi- your impression of a Mexican you know, just the really fulfilled my Mexican <laughs> fantasies. I'm what you call a bean queen. <laughs> <laughs> so the score soared up to a 4.5. It went down to 4.25, back up to a 4.5. Okay. So 4.5 for me. What would you give, just so I can calibrate my score, what would you give, you know, the Buddhist monk who burned himself in protest of China, you know, being in Tibet? I don't even know if that's why he did His it. His principles. It's, the famous principles, image, though. you know what I'm talking about? It was yeah, on the yeah, cover yeah. of then, one of the Rage Against the Wham, I'm a Buddhist, self-righteous so what, what fuck that's that? going to burn myself. You know what? I'd give that like a three-star because it happens yeah. all the time and no right. one listens. This woman obviously... Was yeah. insane. She's protesting, you know, the state of her carcass. I think she's protesting sanity. <laughs> her lack of the ability to attract men anymore. It really is tragic. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 4.6. A 4.6. Yeah, just because of the desperation. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that. So the third story here came in from the Duke. John Wayne came back from the dead. Wow, he's a, one of my heroes. Big sick and wrong fan. He says, hey, guys, I saw this story. Thought the Viking ritual was awesome. Plus, it's just a fucked up family. Might be a bit long. Cheers from the Duke. It is a bit long, so I might have to abbreviate the story just a little bit. Wicked in the extreme was how a New South Wales Supreme Court judge described the triple murders of family members by a a New South Wales grandfather here. Cowra. Right, and that's in Australia, people. 
Yeah. Not anywhere near Wales, England. In Australia, because we know our geography. An extraordinary coincidence. On the other side of the world, the killer's younger brother, who changes surname to Conan in deference to his celluloid hero, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, but wasn't Conan his first his name? First name? <laughs> well, yeah, but name. did Conan even have a surname? No. Conan was, was The enough. Barbarian. Right. First and last. Um, so... Uh, he's also serving a life sentence for killing his family. So this is an odd coincidence. There's an odd coincidence here. You have the grandfather who killed his family and his younger brother who killed his family. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably didn't have a great upbringing. Well, actually, yeah, you know, I get into that a little bit further on the story. So uh, the Winchester Crown Court in England were told that James Conan, 66 years old, his crimes were terrible offenses and that the lives of his partner and son were cruelly and selfishly and unforgivably cut short. Uh, This happened in August 2007, (laughs) 10 months before his older brother murdered his wife and two grandchildren. Uh, Conan stabbed his partner Kirsty and what Kirsty O'Connell and what the court heard was a hail of knife blows. I love how descriptive they are in the UK. So O'Connell, she didn't change her last name to Conan? Yeah, I wonder if he killed her because she was a ginger Irish chick. I don't know. Um, well, no, because Conan hooks up with uh, Red Sonja at one point. I oh, yeah, think that I guess would fit right into the fantasy. During the frenzied, frenzied attack here, Conan uh, severed his 21-year-old girlfriend's juggler vein. Then he had a cigarette. And then he played with their son, Patrick, four years old, um, in their Winchester Council flat. Did they play swords? <laughs> <laughs> hope they didn't cross streams. Yeah. Uh, Conan then took him to the bedroom, smothered him with a pillow. I guess playtime is over. Yeah. And then bathed him. He then laid out his son in what the prosecutor here said was a bizarre Viking-style ritual. He put a dagger next to the body, a torch in his hand, and boots on his feet. He then surrounded the boy with toys arranged like treasures. Conan was fascinated with the Vikings, which might go some way to explain why the child was laid out like a little warrior. Or like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought, didn't, don't they, uh, didn't Conan burn, burn his, uh, the deceased in a funeral pyre? Uh, <clears throat> that, that blonde chick, yes. Yeah, that, that's the first bo- one. Why didn't he light the kid on fire? Um, maybe he thought he was going to lose his lease on his, maybe, apart- on his apartment. His council the, the council flat. house, the council flat. And so, okay, so oddly coincidental here is a little more than a year later, his older brother, who lived in New South Wales, um, who for legal reasons can only be referred to as J.W., Mm. murdered his wife by striking her with a hammer shaft. He stabbed her, hit her on the back of the head with a hammer. So he was more of a Thor character with the hammer. He is also into Vikings, yeah. (laughs) Uh, When police interviewed him, J.W. described the hammer with pride, affectionately referring to the hammer as Fred. Fred? Fred? Do you think Thor called his hammer Fred, or do you think it had more of a Viking name like Leaf or Sigurd? Ursula. (laughs) Hagger the Horrible. Um, J.W. gave a gruesome account of first drowning his young daughter and then luring his his boy, his grandson, to go to the toilet. He then hit him over the back of the head with Fred. While he was on the toilet? That's just not cool. Isn't that just horrible? Yeah. Fuck he's he's you, got the dude. kids just relieving himself, you know, probably just learned to go to the toilet. The kid was, yeah, only, the kid was only four. And then what a bam, fucking dick. nailed with Fred. He then redressed the five year old granddaughter in pajamas and put her in the bed. He then put the four year old boy on the bunk next to his sister. And then get this. He then drowned the family dog and put it under the children's bed. <laughs> he told police he was worried that uh, there would be no one to look after the dog. 
Well, what the hell was he going to do? I don't know what he was planning. Oh, this is what he was planning. When his daughter, who was a police officer, arrived home from work, he tried to kill her with an axe. I guess she overpowered <laughs> Except him. Except she had a fucking gun. <laughs> Fred? <laughs> help me, Fred! Uh, Fred's not going to do anything yeah, in this hi, case. Say hi to my fucking friend, Smith and Wetson. <laughs> he then told police that he planned to drive to Newcastle to kill his daughter's estranged husband. Uh uh, forensic uh, psychologists here on the case said they were baffled by the actions of both brothers. It's a rare thing to kill a child, let alone to have two in the same family. In the it. same year or whatever, a couple yeah. of years. I guess uh, both these uh, both brothers spoke of an appalling and unhappy childhood. The family moved from Ireland, eventually settled in a working class area of Leeds. Oh, those fucking Irish. Yeah. So I, I, I think it did stem from the childhood. Just drunk and like fucking 53 kids and a family and no condoms. And ridiculous. all they eat is potatoes, potato salad, french healthy. fries. Yeah, it's not healthy. What's ridiculous though is that... And that horrible beer that they drink in Ireland. I actually kind of like the beer <laughs> and the whiskey. Um, they don't have what, MGD over there. Why did it remain latent like until the same, t- you know... I mean, they, these are old men, right? They're yeah, like, they're both. One was 61, one was 66. So it was the upbringing, but yet they both popped out at the same time. You know, the demons, the inner demons. I think it was years of abuse culminated in this Or did the, did the one son, brother, doing this trigger the other one? That's another possibility. That is that is the question. I yeah. mean, they say it's completely mm-hmm. unrelated. Inter-family copycat killing. Well, it says it's completely unrelated and the two are estranged. But yet, I no, don't know. They had, he had to hear about it. No, but Even he if said they don't he, talk to each other. He said that uh, he burned newspaper clippings about his brother's murders. Well, then he knew, he knew what they he were. He knew about it, yeah. yeah. So I don't, so I don't, I, know, I think, I don't the think one, this was a copycat I think the one thing. triggered. Yeah, no, I do. I think that's what happened. I disagree. It's ridiculous to think that it would happen in this within a year. But do you think he was doing it to vindicate his brother? Or do you think no, he was just, he just emulate he his brother? No, he was depressed about it. You know, he hated his brother, but yet he was like, you know, this he, made him think. He, he, he forgot to something. He'd forgotten about his <laughs> shit. family killing no, business no. of his. He'd forgotten about how shitty his childhood was, and then his brother kills his family, and he's like, and then everybody blames on the upbringing, and then it gets him thinking about, yeah, like, yeah, that upbringing did fucking suck, and then it gets, you know. He had a point Spiral there. of bad thoughts. I'm bad giving, thoughts. I'm giving this a 4.75 because of the brutal acts that were committed by both brothers. Yeah. Uh, the Viking ritual actually was pretty cool. Um, or very original. Uh, but the fact that two brothers did the same thing. Yeah, you know I'm what that is? I'm giving it a 4.75. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. I'm giving it a 4.8 for the conspiratorial aspect. <laughs> We'll see what the listening audience has to say about this story. Go vote, people. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 188. Well, actually, uh, we're totally running out of time. Yep. Uh, we need to uh, wrap this show up. I know we got a few phone calls to Sick and Wrong Hotline. People, you can call Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We also got a couple emails to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to call number one, here's a quick word from our sponsor, as read, by Kendra. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Hot. Mm. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive 
three free adult DVDs. Three. For a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't even mention it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. You know, Kendra does really sound much sexier than uh, you or I doing uh, that uh, promo. I just like the couple of minutes off it gives me. Yeah, or we can just kind of relax. Beating off. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a few phone calls here. The Sick Wrong Hotline we need to get through. 206-666-3846 is that number. How about call number one? Uh, hey, guys, it's Ash. Uh, I guess I was going to see if I could be the official sick and wrong Olive Garden server. Um, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, two thumbs up. Did he just say Olive Garden server? Yeah, not waitress, not waiter, server. Yeah, no, they like Is that to be a more called, respectable term? Yeah, they like to be. If you're in the industry, you don't say waiter. It's not like you're waiting on the person. You're but serving what about, them. I mean, there's these four-star restaurants downtown San Francisco where waiters can make like 80 grand a year. I mean, they, they call themselves waiters, right? No, they call them some servers. Mm, I think those guys that wear like a black you know, vest and tie, I think they still call themselves waiters. Bonnie Frank does not get blowjobs <laughs> by waiters. He gets blowjobs by servers. I get served. <laughs> Okay, mister. <laughs> but yes, Ash, you can be the official Olive Garden sick and wrong uh, server right. because Olive Garden in its very existence is sick and wrong. Okay? I've eaten there many That's times. True. Your sister it's, loves it. It's my sister's. It's one of my, my sister loves chain restaurants, but Olive Garden in particular is one of her favorites. Is it just since she ever she worked at Red Lobster, right? She's always loved that sort She's of She's worked chain. at Red Lobster. She worked at Olive Garden Over in Saginaw for Jesus years. Christ. Yeah, I know. My sister's very familiar with that chain. All right. Ash, the Olive Garden dude. Serva. Um, know, you guys get back to me on that. And anyway, uh, I was listening to Lance go on and on about the Angeles. Uh, I don't know if you've ever mentioned this on the show before, but a great resource if you want to get to know them, uh, diaperspace.com. Go check it out. Anyway, I'm going to let you go as I'm careening down the highway, and I don't want to kill some hobo as he tries to cross it. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Wait, you know, uh, I said I'll talk to you guys later. Like, I'll call you back. Like, you're my friends. Like, we have this deep relationship. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. You guys are a bunch of fucking losers. Later. Whatever, dude. You work at Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, okay, Olive Garden server. And we will talk to you later, bitch. Because <laughs> you know, I'll be asking for breadsticks. Ooh, burn. You gotta... <laughs> you gotta admit, though, I do respect his, uh, his practicality. Yeah, I like that he didn't call back and say, say that. Yeah. hey, I know I said I'd talk to you later. No, he caught himself. Right. But, uh, you know, you know, I I, uh, I do did enjoy Ash's call, and he is the official uh, Olive Garden server. And one thing I wanted to bring up real quick before we get to call number two, Wackerly, do you remember last time we went to Olive Garden? It was for my sister's birthday. Was it your I knew it was somebody's birthday. like two right? years ago. That was, was the last chairs. time I went and there. It probably was your sister's, yeah. Well, it was the last time I went there because I still feel the 
searing pain from the diarrhea I had after the fact. It was the last time I ate there, and I ever will eat there, because the food was just unpalatable. It didn't give me the diarrheas or anything like that. It was just so gross. It got, I, I know what I, I, I even remember what I got was the chicken marsala, and it was hor- <laughs> horrible. You, you know what it was, though? It, so people, people that don't know, Olive Garden is an Italian... Like chain restaurant in the Midwest. I think they have them out here too. It's all over. Right? No, we went there. They it's have ubiquitous. We went it's there ubiquitous. But uh, we we went to one in the South Bay. But do you uh, you know what I think you probably were sick from? Or actually, you didn't get sick. But didn't what I sick. probably it got was sick gross. was we played a game of cheese chicken. Yes, it was the cheese chicken. <laughs> I think that uh, that affected my bowels. I know I brought this to the table's attention, but I didn't invent it. But it was so long ago that I can't remember where I read about it on the internet. I thought you made it. Only it only works. I thought you made it up. Are you going yeah. to describe this process? Okay, so at Olive Garden, you get two items gratis. You get a unlimited bowl of salad. Yeah, that means free for like the working <laughs> class heroes out there. So you <laughs> get an unlimited bowl of salad, and you get a basket of breadsticks. And they'll keep bringing it to you. So people, you can go in there, and you can just order soup, and they'll give you unlimited bread and, uh, and salad. Right, but the key to this game is, is that... The salad comes in one big bowl for the whole table. Family style. Yes. And so what they do is they come over, and, the, and it's inevitable. The waiter will look at you. The server will look at you. Ash, in this case. Well, they'll kind of look at the whole table. They'll look at the once table. once again, it's one big bowl of salad for the whole table. <laughs> and they'll say, do you want any cheese with that? Fresh grated Parmesan. A fresh grated Parmesan. And they have a Parmesan have a grater. grater in their hand. And so the concept of cheese chicken is let them go. Let them start giving, grating the cheese on the salad. The first person to say, stop. Loses. Loses. <laughs> this is one of those weird games where most games have one winner and a lot of losers. This game has one loser and a lot of winners. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of winners. And it's funny, it's funny too, because the, the eye contact is funny. Is you have the server staring at you like kind of in desperation thinking, while she's grating right. that, uh, that, that Parmesan cheese, and she's thinking... Oh, come on, dude. You know, there's like three inches of cheese <laughs> accumulating on the top of this family-style salad. Well, she only has such a large it's brick. Such a large, exactly. And then we're sitting around looking at each other like, who's going to say it? You don't have to make eye contact. No, That's I look away. Like, part of the game is trying to avoid eye contact Because with the you're server. laughing too hard. And you definitely don't want to look at the server. I think we lasted for a while, but it was my sister that broke down. Well, no, we ran out of cheese. Do we run out of cheese? At least once. I thought it was I my sister. I think we played it twice See, my the same sister has pathos because she... Used to work she might have said something. I think we played it again with the same uh, server because we started to get drunk, which is really foul. Like you shouldn't do it twice in one night, but we're retards. But people out there who live uh, in the states, next time you go to Olive Garden, try it out. Play a game of cheese chicken. It works better in a group, but you can do it with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I will always win with my girlfriend. But, but Ash, uh, yeah, yeah, give us some uh, sing-along stories in the Olive Garden. Yeah, he's probably going to be like, yeah, dick, people do that shit all the time when it's gay. Assholes. Uh, what's call number two? Hey, what's up, Dean Lance? Uh, this is J-Mac from San Diego. Hey, I was just going through some uh, some of the old episodes. I'm on 110. And uh, you guys, D went to some President's Day party at his girlfriend's house or some bullshit. And uh, he was talking about the uncle that was just being drunk and unruly. And Lance said there's three types of bad drunks. You know, like the lampshade on the head guy, and then the guy that um, just wants to fight everyone, just you know, really. And then, but and then uh, the uh, you know the guy that thinks he can fuck everything. I think he left someone out, one of the one of the bad drunks out, 
being the uh, the fighting guy and the fucking guy. It's the guy that fucking cries. It's the guy <laughs> that's like, I love you, man. Fucking. Yeah, they're not always crying. It, it, sometimes it's just an emotional... It's like a deep emotional feelings that don't really mean anything. They can be crying. It's a sudden sudden outburst of, of a sentimentality. Right. All yeah. of a sudden, out of nowhere, the alcohol awakened the sentimentality within. Yeah. Often it manifests itself with like... Do you remember when blah blah blah? That really meant a lot to me, man. <laughs> God, I hate like, that. Fuck you. Obnoxious, you know, emo. Normally a cool dude, but gets fucked up, and then you know he was diddled as a child. That all comes <laughs> yeah, out. sometimes yeah. those things come <laughs> out too. I think that's, that's the worst. One of the worst. The, 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 the guy that thinks he can fuck everyone is obviously the worst. But the fucking dude that just starts bawling like a little baby. I hate that guy. All right, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Later, dudes. Let's see once again. <laughs> he said wrong that time, but he just said later, D. No, he but he said later, later, dudes. Oh, dude. Yeah, okay. he said later, dudes. Um, but I agree. You know what? But you know what? I want to. I want to uh, add something there. Uh, he did call back, and he said he listened to the, to the rest of the show, and I think Wackerly brought it up, brought up the sobbing bitch yeah. drunk as well. I pointed well. out that we forgot that person, yeah, but I think, I, I, think I agree with him. There shouldn't be four types of drunks. There should be three, and it's it's the we're not talking about well, all four drunks. types of worst drunks. Well, there should only be three, though. There should be three worst, worst drunks, and I think we should remove the lampshade guy from the list. Well, because the lampshade guy is, is awesome. pure entertainment. He's, He's awesome. Right. Actually, I wish all my friends were the lampshade Big guy. Big Jer is a, is a lampshade guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, my totally. sister's boyfriend is the dude that will wear a lampshade. I love the lampshade guy. I love the lampshade guy. It's why I drink. The dude who, I like, drink for the lampshade guy. Will come guy. out in the leopard print speedo and do a funny dance on the Life table. Life of the party. Yeah, so yeah he makes a party. The three bad ones are, are the fighting guy. Asshole. The emotional dude. and the, And the I want to have sex with everybody dude. Slut. Yeah, exactly. Now you know the the crying emo emotional guy is almost one of my most loathed because he's at the bottom of the list. Dude, there's so many friends, and then you're stuck, you know, trying to console the person until you finally like, you know what, dude, fuck you. Yeah. And then it almost can turn into a fighting scenario. Well, yeah, <laughs> depending, or a, or, they, a they, or maybe just fuck him to get him to shut up. <laughs> That's even worse. It's all downhill with one of those sobbing bitch yeah. uh, drunks. So you got to watch out. But yeah, I agree. We're going to change what we, our ruling on that. There's three worst drunks. Because Lampshade Guy is awesome. He's back on the he's good awesome. list. Yeah, he's he's back awesome. On the, he's back on the thumbs up list. So uh, final call here is call number three. This is another From, in a, uh, a long line of sick and wrong hygiene retrospectives. Yeah, I love when people ask us for hygiene advice. Hey, Dean and Wackerly. Uh, Derek calling from Minneapolis uptown way and I'm just curious uh, if you guys shave your assholes it's been a big question of me and uh, another listener Dan and uh, really (laughs) they listen to the show and they converse about whether they think or you know in actuality we, we both shave our assholes you know what though this is the type of fan much like Barney Frank when he listens to Sick and Wrong, <laughs> masturbating vigorously right through every episode. But at first you can just masturbate listening, but then you have to start thinking about like other permutations of the idea. Well, because the, the just the, the sound of our voices enough don't quite cause you to come. Right. So then you start thinking, well, what about their 
hairless assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Quivering and hairless. <laughs> and uh, I shaved my asshole. And uh, I don't doubt that. I think Dan trims his or something like that. All right. He shaves. His other friend trims. Okay. Which I guess means you know cuts it pretty short, but not to the bone. Not yeah. to the cheek. It's an interesting conversation. To the crack. It's, it's to inter- the hole. It's interesting to me that the, these two share on that level. Because I think with most of my friends, it would almost be, it almost kind of fall into that too much information category. <laughs> I just, or I just don't want to, I don't want to know. You know what? Honestly, uh, I don't need to ask because inevitably my friends get drunk and become lampshade guy and try and moon everybody and i know from first-hand experience you, you see. whether it's trimmed or not i don't have to ask which is totally bullshit so get the dingleberries and i really just want to know your opinion on it so let me know so i i kind of cut him short there he said that trimming is bullshit because you still get dinger dingleberries, dingleberries. Which, but they are reduced i mean the less hair the less berries well, I just wonder how much toilet paper and how much shit is sticking to his ass. Because um, when you're, I mean, if you have like a crew cut, like a like a half an inch of uh, <laughs> anal, you know, of ass hair, I right, don't think you're gonna yeah. get that much of a dingleberry there, like Niedermeyer in the <laughs> Animal House, that kind of thing. We're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um. So you know what's what's interesting about this? Okay, first off, let me just say, I don't shave my ass. I never have shaved my ass up until Monday. What happened Monday? Actually, it was due to the camping trip. It was due to the camping trip. because <laughs> I know where this is going. No, <laughs> there was a point on the camping trip, and I don't want to reveal too many of these sordid details. Where you of became lampshade guy? <laughs> I was lampshade guy. And uh, I was standing on a fallen tree at one point. This is during the day, mind you. The and broad daylight of the sun. The broad daylight of the sun. And I was standing yeah. on this tree urinating. And uh, I think I had my pants pulled down fireman style. <laughs> All the way, you mean? Yeah, while I was knees. urinating. And then I noticed you guys were just kind of sitting there, backs turned to me talking. And I looked over and I was like, hey, P-Town. <laughs> and I bent over and mooned him. And uh, Open hole moon. Open hole moon. <laughs> That's I the only way you do it now. I didn't harvest the moon. <laughs> it was just a moon. But then, you know what, it, you know what he said? That's for another show. And then everyone laughed. I think a couple people took a few pictures. They're probably going to be on Facebook. And then, you know, I pulled my pants up. It was all over. Until, like, maybe an hour later, P-Town looked at me. He was just like, dude, you have, like, a squirrel, like, shoved in between <laughs> your ass cheeks. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like... You got like a bushel, a bushel of hair, like a bushel of hair. I was like, why are you staring in between my ass? He's like, because you called my attention to it. I'm just saying <laughs> it, it looks like you shoved him. a squirrel um, in between your ass. And I was you thinking, can't cast aspersions on some dude's sexuality when you yell at him and open a whole moon him. I didn't. You were acting like I spread my ass cheeks. I just bent over and I was like, hey, bent, bent over. I didn't. You I mean, said open hole. He couldn't have seen the open, open hole. There's too no. much hair obscuring the hole. Answer, well, just answer the question. Was it open hole or not? Okay, open hole just means you take you, you take the cheeks and spread. No, them apart. I didn't. I didn't spread cheeks. Okay, apart. so it, it wasn't, wasn't an open, open hole. But, but the was... hair is still visible. With a... <laughs> you do have a problem, dude. You so, need something. Anyway, on. on Monday, you know, day after, I came home and I was like, you know what? And I kept thinking in my mind the conversation that uh, P Town and I had it kept going around well, and around. Yeah, over I, was, over again, I was ruminating. Like I was ruminating, and I was thinking, yeah. maybe he has a point there. Maybe I do. Have more than just a tuft of hair. Maybe I have a bushel or an abnormal, bu- amount. An abnormal amount of hair. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to trim. 
I'm not going to shave it off because I'm a little nervous about sticking a razor over there, and I don't have like an electric razor. Yeah. So you don't want to like accidentally cut off the outside of your sphincter. Exactly. And then you know, just be I'm, constantly I'm, I'm, leaking. I'm concerned about that. How I, do I'm you do it? That. Th- that is my question. I had my, I you know, I'm not the most flexible person out there, but I had one leg up on the side of the bath. I you know, I was trying to get the ass hair. I was like sticking one arm under and like trying to trim it, wow. and I really I couldn't do it. No, I, I don't know. You, you got to have a mirror on the floor, and you got to be and sitting you squat? on it. Yeah, I no, I not beg squat. To differ. Sit I, right down I, on your back. You I think sit, <laughs> I'm just you making sit this on up. your back with your legs, like your knees I, over I'm your shoulders. I'm just making this up as I'm going along. But so I, you're saying you don't shave your ass? Oh no, God! Okay, no. I, less. <laughs> I don't open whole moon people for for first. But here's what I would probably do if I had to do it. I think I would get a mirror to sit on, lay my, down on my back with my ass actually curved up so it's kind of in the air, while also in front of a floor-length mirror. So I've kind of got like looking in the, the foreground at that yeah, I'm angle. I'm trying to and, picture this. You got, you got the mirror in front of you. You're, and one under my ass. And then you're squatting. Not squatting. I'm like on my, you know, fifth and sixth. On your th- haunches. On my, no, on my fifth and sixth <laughs> vertebrae on my okay, back. Okay, so my you're feet laying up on your back. Yes. All right, feet on the air. Yeah, you got to get all that up in the air. All right, I, you know, I, I don't know. Or have, you could just have your girlfriend do it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of doing. It's just, have, you know, maybe going down and paying with those uh, fine, Asian hookers. upstanding ladies that walk the streets of the Tenderloin. Yeah. I don't well, tr- some of them are mad. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them will just be like, y'all just don't know how to do this yourself. Shit, white boy. I've always wanted to go to like Here, a... Let me show... I'll draw you a fucking diagram, bitch. I've always wanted to go to a hot esthetician. Keep your 20 though. bucks. <laughs> but dude, I've always wanted to go to a hot esthetician and be like, yeah, you want to earn your $25 today, <laughs> this afternoon? Look at the squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> so in answer to your question there, caller... No, I I've tried to shave my ass. I you failed miserably. How. I don't really know how. So I've never if tried. you got any tips, why don't you call us back? I do trim the bush though. The I, I manscape. Bush. I manscape. It's just fine. too big. No, not for for uh, vanity reasons, but just it's too big. It gets unruly. No, you know what? I, I, it's like sticking out the top of my fucking work pants. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut it. You got a front squirrel. Yeah. No, I think um, uh, most girls have told me that it looks better when it's a little trim. So, so guys out there, you should trim a bit. But the do they like, like it, it totally shaved? Porn they don't style like it. Style? Most. I've I've only been with a couple that like to totally shave. Most like it the raw, the raw turkey look. Yeah, <laughs> the turkey neck. Yeah. But uh, thank you for calling Sick Wrong Hotline. Call the Sick Wrong Hotline at two zero six 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 three eight four six. Remember, keep it under three minutes and try not to call like ten times a week because you know we can only play a few calls on the call show once. Yeah. Oh, actually, we got a couple emails here. Sick Wrong Podcast Hotmail dot com. Uh, first one is, hey guys, what's up? I just want to say I love the show. I figured I'd contribute my two cents worth. In the past few episodes, you've been talking about building a nest when you take a shit in a public place, at work, or even at a friend's house. I personally am not a nest builder, as much like you, yeah. which is surprising considering what I'm about to tell you. I have a friend whose uncle is partially blind due to using a toilet in a public restroom. <sighs> I know what you're thinking. This is just a story someone heard from somebody else. Right, exactly. But I swear I'm not making this up. He used a toilet in a public restroom, and within days, he had an open lesion on his ass. The sore was cleared up, and then he started losing his vision. At one point, was 75% blind. 
The doctors later determined that it was linked to the sore on his ass. Don't, don't ask me how it was linked. I just know the basics. If not exactly, it's not exactly something I want to ask further detail about. Anyway, he's made a significant recovery, but there was a period of nearly three years where his vision was slowly deteriorating over and would have left him completely blind had he not seen a specialist. Anyway, I just figured I'd share my story. Keep it safe. Keep it wrong. Travis. And uh, he says, by the way, can you give a shout out to my buddy, Mike? He got me started on the show and I'm now a faithful listener. We both work in the insurance industry as well. Oh, White Collar Club. Yeah, White Collar Club. Big ups to uh, Mike and Travis uh, for listening to Sick and Wrong. And uh, yeah, you know what, Travis? I, uh, I think you should have learned a lesson here from uh, Uncle Ernie. You should always <laughs> uh, build a nest yeah. when you uh, move your bowels. Well, look, Uncle Ernie claims this sore came from the toilet seat. <laughs> but I think we know better, right? He was in Massachusetts, and he was hanging out with me. Bonnie Frank, and I took him to my secret club, and we had him uh, toss him around a little bit, okay? It's a little known secret that when Bonnie Frank gives you a rim job, you go blind. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a toxic tongue, okay? So it doesn't even matter. It's not like you can build a nest on Barney Frank's mouth. (laughs) I take great offense when somebody tries to put a toilet paper ring on my face. I kick you right out. There's no point in doing it. It's like trying to get a rim job from a dining room table. <laughs> That's true. Bonnie uh, Frank number two. I'm Bonnie Frank number one. Uh, you're my clone talking to me. This is the Bonnie Frank and his clone podcast. <laughs> we also got another email here from uh, Wood. He writes in, hey, doucheers. Now that's just yeah, that's just derogatory. Really, it's uncalled. I can't believe you were going to read this. I know. I'm, I'm I'm shocked actually at myself here. I just had to drop a line and say, "What the fuck is up?" I've been listening to you guys for months now, and I just got to say that your show kicks ass. Never would imagine that iTunes would be allowed to have a show that is so twisted and awesome. Well, like this guy, iTunes goes flat out. <laughs> <laughs> kicks ass, brother. iTunes does go flat out. Um, I've ordered my Sick and Wrong t-shirt, I've joined the forum, and I'm proud to call myself a member of the Swarm, Sick and Wrong Army. Good job. This guy's a full-fledged member. I try to get a few friends in the show, I'll try harder, but when the friend that chokes his girlfriend while fucking her in the ass and calling her a whore says that the show is just wrong, dude, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. You believe that shit? No. You know, what hypocrisy. What blatant hypocrisy. That guy goes, like, slightly leaning out. Not flat out. No, yeah, he's leaning out. The guy chokes his girlfriend, fucks in the ass, calls her a whore, but yet he won't listen to sick and wrong. Not flat. You know, it's a tension deficit disorder. He goes, I'm looking forward to working in the finance Medicaid department tomorrow while quietly snickering at my desk over some sordid shit. Thanks, guys. Would form name is Uncle Jiggles. Oh, I think I've seen this post. I've, I've seen nice a couple poster. of posts. So, um, well, thank you, uh, Uncle Jiggles, for uh, writing in. And uh, yeah, keep convincing your friends to listen to the show. Even your friend that uh, fucks his whore of a girlfriend in the ass while, while choking. choking her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try to uh, make him listen to Sick and Wrong. Uh, people, you can email us at uh, sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. If you haven't already... I think it's fine time that you joined up on the Sick and Wrong Forum. You know, there's 2,800 plus members hmm, at the moment. Plus, nice. 
Yeah, no, there's, it's like, uh, last I checked, I mean, there's like probably 30 people that come on in a day. Mm. And I've noticed a lot of new people posting. I wish there were more. I still say that. Well, you know, there are a lot of people lurking. We always bag on the lurkers on the show. But there's a lot of new people that are coming out and posting. And people, don't be shy. It's like, I think a lot of people, you know, are self-conscious. And they feel that, okay, I'm going to come on here. I'm going to go on this forum. I've never done a forum. And all these, you know, internet Luddites. Not Luddites. But the internet. (laughs) All the The internet. The shy people. Well, no. They're going to say, like, all the, the... not the, the peppermint patties, but what's her lesbian friend name? Marcy's. Marcy. The Marcy's. The Wallflowers. Well, I, think, I think they're concerned that all the like internet wizards are going to come out and just start excoriating them. They probably will, right. but who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. It's anonymous, people. You can <laughs> say me, whatever the fuck you let want. Me, let me just say this. Trucker Paul started posting... And I think we talked about this last week, right? He started posting. See the picture of his moves? Yeah, he posted. And, and Trigger Paul is the king of the ambush posting because the title of the post was Lots of Titties in This Post. And then you open it up and it's his big, fat, hairy trucker titties. You know what's funny is I looked at uh, one of the other. I still like... jerked off to them. <laughs> I was already in there. There's the pick section where sometimes people do post some really hot hot prawns and i was looking at some hot porn and i was just kind of like oh wow and I was, you know start getting boners thinking hey you know what maybe i'll jerk off and then i saw that lots of young titties and i clicked <laughs> right. on it, i was like eh, party's over totally killed my boner really well no it took me a little <laughs> while I, just, <laughs> I went over to red tube came back <laughs> right before you ejaculated you came back to like a trucker well paul's i tabbed tits. it on firefox <laughs> yeah, right. i could go back at trucker paul's titties it's my method also. yeah you know those are hot. But people, go check out the Sick and Wrong forum. You actually, if you're one of those people that likes to post really cool links on your Facebook account, right? you get a lot of cool ones from the forum. Right. But yeah. I think, I mean, just post them to the forum. Facebook's for dicks. Yeah, it is. Sick and Wrong forums for cool posers. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Really, seriously, you're helping the show out. You're giving us comments. You're getting Sick and Wrong in the top 20. Like, we're consistently in the top 20. Yeah. And... To be honest, most people do find out about us through iTunes. It always cracks me up when you get these emails from people that are like, you know, I was just kind of looking through iTunes and I saw this elephant shitting and I was thinking, now that's a show I'd like to listen to. An elephant shitting all over a guy on the ground. That's a show I would like. I don't think a lot of people know there's a guy on the ground in that picture. It's so small. It's a famous picture. I, 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 it's not a famous it picture. is. It's from like the Barnum Circus, Barnum and Bailey Circus, or something. I, it's more famous for being associated with our podcast than anything else, <laughs> which is not famous. A man died from elephant dung. Okay, sure. Wackley is okay. no joke. Right. Yeah, there was a guy there to pay, take a picture in full profile of the thing. Uh, people, if you haven't already, get your sick and wrong T-shirt right now. I don't know what you're waiting for. You're the same people that stall when it comes to buying a dildo. You're like, should I buy a dildo? I don't know if I need a dildo. Do I really need pleasure uh, in my life? I can keep using my thumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, or you can keep wearing your Abercrombie and bitch shirt and yeah. look like a bitch, or you can wear a sick and wrong t-shirt and look cool. <laughs> but uh, we, we have a bunch of t-shirts left, so go to the sick and wrong store at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com, buy yourself a t-shirt. If you don't want to wear it, just buy one and give it to your mom. Mom's always look hot. In, uh, yeah, and she won't even know what it is. She'll just love the fact that you bought her something. Yeah, and it doesn't like, have to oh, be Mother's Day. Oh, sick and wrong. I, li- I like this thing. Oh, it's from the internet? And if she's like a, you know, a septuagenarian, it's even funnier because it's like you got this lady wearing a sick <laughs> yeah. and wrong shirt. Like, you it's almost see, like a Benny Hill sketch. You should see the <laughs> rabbi when he wears a sick and wrong shirt to the gym. Cracks me up. 
Uh, people, the sick and wrong bit of the week actually came from the forum. A guy named Jay Diggity. Uh, he wrote a topic say, Ken, saying Kendra is demoted to the third greatest Canadian alive. Third. Mm. Who's the second? Uh, Donnie's girlfriend, Brenda. And the number one is Donnie Dumphy. He oh. says, sorry, Kendra. Either the new fees demand a respect or someone forgot to keep up sending some snatch snaps to Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, mean, I think this guy's bitters. Newfoundland and, you know, Vancouver, that's totally different areas of Canada. I mean, I don't think... Well, Newfoundland's on the East Coast, Northeast, right? right? Yeah. And uh, Vancouver's Northwest, but right. Ottawa's Central. So if Kendra keeps sending snatch shots oh, that's to Jay central, Diggity... That's the Central Clearinghouse yeah. of Can- Canadian coolness. If Jay Diggity kept getting okay, the snatch shot, Kendra would be the number one Canadian. I got it. But at this time, he... Demoted her to, to uh, number three. All but right, well, we're going to put up this video that he posted on the Sick Wrong site. It's called Flat Out by Donnie Dumphy. I love the Newfoundland accent. I never even knew it was so thick. I thought it was Irish, but I didn't know when I first he, saw it. He's really difficult to understand. It's like yeah. Brad Pitt and Snatch. <laughs> uh, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in also on the forum. And what cracks me up about this is that it was posted in Wackerly's fan section. Mm-hmm. So Wackerly has his own fan section, and most of it's like science fiction, like comic books or video games. Or how uh, incredibly sexy I am. It's a popular t- thread. <laughs> or how incredibly sexy you find trannies. I think that's another <laughs> that's popular another thread. Popular thread. <laughs> I, most of those posts are from me, actually. <laughs> but so this guy here, No Asian Chicks. The name confuses me. I, don't, I think no Asian chicks doesn't prefer Asian chicks. I think he, he, it's just a weird thing. I can't I know, really it's wrap odd. my I'm, head around it. I've never Asian been one to discriminate hot. with any chick. It's like, okay. I almost maybe would prefer you know, an Asian chick. I could see maybe no fat chicks. Hmm. That, that might work. <laughs> that might make a little more sense. But uh, I, I'm, I have a strict no, no, any kind of chick policy. Bring me the right one of any flavor. And I, and, I, and I will give her a try. I think it depends. I what, will give her a ride, mate. <laughs> I think it depends on how much alcohol I've imbibed. Yes. So uh, No Asian Chicks here writes in, Somehow as a cracker, white-ass redneck, I think the tune is quite catchy. Although it has interracial gay redneck country bar rape in it. <laughs> uh, the song is uh, by a guy named Gangsta Fag, and the, band, or the song is called The Faggots. It's a great chorus. Run from the faggots. Run from the faggots. Isn't there a band called the Faggots? I'm thinking of the queers. Sorry. Well, no, the, the band is called Gangsta, or the, the artist is called Gangsta Fag. The and rapper. the song is called the Faggots? The Faggots, yeah. But there's a band called the Queers. The Queers. But they're a punk band, me. not a rap band. Yeah. Okay, fine. So uh, we're going to end the uh, show here with The Faggots by Gangsta Fag, courtesy of No Asian Chicks. Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode 189. Until then, take a sleazy. Now I just finished fucking my man Now I'm laying in the bed with my dick in his hand My fucking hand, he gets up and he says he's thirsty He's going to the store to get a 40-year-old He kissed me and told me I'll be back I laid the fuck down and started taking a nap I passed the fuck out cause I'm tired like a mother That's when I heard a scream and the car burning rubber I grabbed my gat and I ran outside I saw my baby the on the ground and they beating him down They had him outnumbered one to eight they calling him a fag and they kicking his face I put my gat and I'm letting it spit And I don't really care, give a fuck who I hit They jump in the car, now they run like bitches The dead motherfuckers just dug their ditches Run from the faggots, run from the faggots You know the twisted G came to bring the fuck yes. Run from the faggots, run from the faggots I guess you picked the wrong fucking fag to fuck with Run from the faggots, run from the faggots You know twisted G came to bring the fuck yes. Run from the faggots, run from the faggots I guess you picked the wrong fucking fag to fuck with
get away, that's impossible Cause I'ma terrorize them like a gang of eight raps Cause they picked the wrong fucking fact, they gay bash I know who they are, cause I seen them before And now you know it's time for me to settle the score and So I call my dogs and we hit the streets Three craziest fags that you hate to me So we headed out to this country bar We drove around the back and we spotted the car So we laid low and then four came out and when they turned around, we stuck the gas in their mouth Put them on their knees, now they're sucking our dicks We nutted on our face, and we watching it drip Now get the fuck up, we give you three to run One, two, the motherfuckers are done Motherfuckers, next time you try to run up on a motherfucker, haha, <laughs> might have something for your ass.